0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it. As we always do, this is Monday Morning Discipleship, our Monday Morning Discipleship podcast. I would like to come on, as we always tell you, each and every Monday. Uh, Try to give you something to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday morning. And so we're still in our series by prayer uh, and fasting. And uh, we're, we're deal, dealing with this, uh, as we've shared with you all, we're going to be dealing with this on Monday morning discipleship until the end of the year. Uh, we're going to be having this conversation uh, about prayer and fasting. Again, as we said, uh, actually, I think I said this last week, until the end of the year and possibly beyond, it depends on what uh, the Lord tells us to do. And so uh, let's let's pick it up where we picked up uh, where we left off rather last week. Uh, we were in Matthew chapter six where we were dealing with that model prayer. We said we're going to deal with that model prayer. We're going to kind of go through some of those verses on this week and uh, a little bit into next week. And then we'll move into another section uh, of the word of God. But uh, we talked a little bit uh, last week and uh, I believe the week before we were dealing with Matthew chapter six. And uh, this 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 section that we're looking at uh, verses one through 14, really, as, as we, as we deal with this, and then we're going to move into the fasting part of this chapter. But th- this section right here is broken down into uh, two sections. When we look at uh, Matthew chapter six, verses one through 14, the first half and it's something that we've already talked about, Jesus was dealing with the motives behind our prayer. He was dealing with like, what are you praying for? Uh, what is your attitude? What are your motives? Right. And we saw that. Right. We talked. We, t- we saw uh, talking about taking uh, heed of your charitable deeds. And, and, you know, he talked about us praying uh, in secret and he started saying things like if you pray in secret, your father would seize in secret. He'll reward you openly. And so what he was dealing with uh, at the beginning of this chapter is is, is our motives. And I'm, I'm teaching this often. Uh, when I share in Bible class or Sunday school or even on here with with, with uh, Monday Morning Discipleship or wherever, um, one of the things that I'm always talking about is the fact that God deals in motives. Now, again, uh, we got to be careful uh, as as not just Christians, but as people. You got to know why people are doing things for you. Why are people saying what they're saying? What is the motive behind what you're doing? What is the motivation for what you're doing? You know, even in this political climate, and again, if you if you follow me on this podcast, you know where I stand politically, um, particularly with the the eventually outgoing administration. Um, there are certain things uh, that he would do uh, within the black community. And I said, what's the motive? And a lot of times, you know, when we, we get caught up in this stuff, and I promise you I'm still in the text here, we get caught up in, in people doing things for us. We've got to be mindful to check the motive, because if the motive isn't pure and you may even benefit in the short term from the action, but the long term, if the motive is not pure, the long term action is not going to be there. So, again, as we back up and we look at that sixth chapter, you know, Jesus started off talking about charitable deeds and he was talking about how uh, we shouldn't do our, our charitable deeds to be seen of men. And he said, people who do that, they have their reward. The reward is not to help somebody. The reward is to be seen of men. And then Jesus, he kind of takes them out of that. He says, don't, don't uh, do it on, on the streets like the hypocrites. And he says, don't uh, do all those things. that they have the reward. He says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. And he's basically telling us, even in our charitable actions, we don't have to blow a trumpet to tell people what we're doing. You know, th- th- let me let me let me use some secular examples here. Um, a lot of times you would see when a celebrity would die. You would find out that they were charitable. You know, um, if you know me personally, you know that that I love Prince, you know, and preacher don't mind telling you that. Um, but there was a lot of things that he did that were charitable that people didn't find out about until he died. There were so many things that he did. He kind of did it and told people to be quiet about it. And then when when he died, people started sharing. Um, This was true with with, with Michael Jackson. You know, Michael Jackson did a lot of things openly, but uh, there were things that were found out after Michael Jackson died that he did in a charitable sense that people didn't even know about. Recently, uh, you know, when Chadwick Boseman died, the actor Chadwick Boseman, there were so many stories that came out about the type of person he was And the type of things that he did in a charitable manner that he did not want publicized. He did not want everybody to know what he was doing, right? Because it it seemed to be lining up with scripture. You don't have to do all of your charitable deeds so everybody can see it and praise you. If your motive is right, your motive is, is to help people, right? But then it says that your father, which sees in secret, will reward you openly And then then as as we head on to this model prayer on today, we go a little bit further in Matthew six. And we talked about this last week when Jesus says, listen, you don't have to pray out in front of everybody. You don't have to use big, fancy words like some of these people uh, like to use. You don't have to use vain repetitions, as Jesus said. You don't have to do all of these things. In order to be praised by man on how well you pray or how connected you are to God. Oh, this person can get a prayer through. Let me say this. And and I want to be clear here. You know, uh, I was always told you be careful who you allow to pray for you. Right. Because and usually I was told this by some spiritual people because they said "You, you don't know what people's motives are all the time. You don't know who they really are in Christ all the time. So be careful who you allow to pray for you. Right. But, but a lot of times we go to people and we say, I want this person to pray for me. Uh, we'll say things like this. This person can get a prayer through. Let, let me say something right here. And and again, I've been guilty of saying this, this myself, but let me say this right here. All of us can get a prayer through. Everybody can get a prayer through. God ain't just picking up the phone when certain folks call. He's not like us. You know, you know, I, listen, I I don't mind telling y'all certain people call me. I ain't answering the phone. You can go to voicemail and we'll find out what you want. Amen. Somebody I'm being honest right now. Okay. But, but God ain't like that. Right. So when you say, let this person pray for you, that, that person can get a prayer through. All of us can get a prayer through all of us. God is not picking and choosing. Jesus bears this out right here. Vain repetitions and people who pray in a certain way and use certain words. God ain't just listening for keywords to say, oh, oh they said that word. I got to bless them now. I got to move now. I think I told you all that last week. God is not impressed by our vocabulary, right? All of us can get a prayer through. If we follow what Jesus is saying here, he says, make sure your heart is right. Make sure your motives are right. And God is listening. God is listening. He's, he He hears you when your motives are right, when your heart is right. And so then let's let's move on. Let's move on. I want to look at verses again. I'm going to look at verses eight through 14. With the time that we have left today, we'll we'll deal with that model prayer. And I'm going to deal with this this week and next week, because there's a lot to uncover here. The model prayer isn't isn't simple. And let me say this before I start reading. In my studies in preparation for doing this podcast, you know, I was looking in the notes of my Bible and they brought up a valid point. They said here, when we do this model prayer, they said, we can't just go through the motions saying this prayer. And in this, in this study Bible that I'm reading in, it pointed out the fact that this is the very thing that Jesus was warning us against. He's saying, don't go through the motions and something else that they pointed out, which, which which, again, it blessed me. This isn't the only way that you have to pray. This is a model prayer. This is a prayer. But as we're going to talk to you about, as we go through and have this conversation on prayer uh, throughout the rest of the uh, the rest of the year or or and beyond, uh, as as the Lord uh, instructs. You can pray to God in many different ways. There's different kinds of prayer, but this is a model prayer and things are covered in this prayer. Right. But but this blessed me because it said, listen, it, it said that it said that you don't go through the motions when you're reciting this prayer. And again, uh, we, it talks about us reciting, reciting. And, and And this is something that I'm always saying about scripture. We can't be so good at reciting scripture. That we don't live scripture. Right. If we're not careful, we'll just repeat and recite and say over and over again. Uh, example, uh, my favorite verse in the Bible, Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And we'll recite that and we'll say that over and over again and not really understand context. We'll say it when things are working out. Well, the Bible says all things work together for good, but really that, that the context of that verse is to encourage you when it seems like things ain't working out. That's really the context of that scripture, to let you know that even in times of trouble, it's working out. You got to read that whole eight chapter of Romans. When it talks about the spirit uh, making, a, 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 you know, turning our groans in, into things that God understands. When you go past Romans 8 and 28, it says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Paul is talking about some trials and he's talking about some things that come against you, but he's saying all these things work together for good. So in the middle of your trouble, it's working out for your good. The point here though, is that we cannot just go through the motions with scripture in this model prayer. We can't just go through the motions in this model prayer. When I was a kid, my mother would, before we could open Christmas presents, some of y'all might have this testimony. We had to join hands. And we had to recite this model prayer. We have to repeat after mama, our father. We'd have to repeat after her, which are in heaven. And we, we repeat and we were reciting this prayer. Now she's putting prayer into her children. Now we're reciting because we hadn't grown up enough in the Lord to understand the power of these words. Matthew chapter six, verse eight. Jesus repeats himself. Therefore, do not be like them talking about those hypocrites. He said, for your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. We talked about that last week, right? That's not a reason for you not to pray just because God already knows. Just because you're not giving him, as I said in my book, an understanding with God, I believe I said it in this book. I said, we're not giving God any intel. We're not giving him any intel on us. We're not telling him things that he don't know. But you still honor God by going to him in prayer. Because you need something from him. Right. So he's talking about do not be like the hypocrites. As we talked about, using those vain words and repetition and all that other stuff. Jesus says, get, you know, make this thing sincere. Make it a hard thing. Don't make it a repetition thing when you go to God in prayer. Verse nine, he says, in this manner, therefore, pray our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. This is the New King James Version, by the way. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So that is the model prayer. So as we go through this, I'm going to take a few more minutes with this and then we'll be done. And then, like I said, I'm going to pick it up again on next week. Because there's a lot in this prayer. And I want to stress that because I want I want you all to, to to grasp this, that we don't serve a savior that goes through the motions. Again, Jesus is not just throwing out haphazard words saying this this kind of flows together. Can, can I say it like this? Jesus is not like Reverend Jackson. And, I, and I'm not trying to tell you that I'm, I'm negative in a sense, but let me explain it like this. I'm an author. And so when I write things, I try to make sure that it's clear. I try to make sure that I've made my point, but I also try to make sure things flow together. I also say this sounds good right here. Wait, nope, don't put that paragraph there. Move that paragraph down and put that paragraph up there or take that paragraph out altogether because it don't flow properly. Or this paragraph don't belong here in chapter three. this paragraph belongs in chapter five somewhere so so those are the things that I do to make it flow. This is not what Jesus was doing. He wasn't saying this is going to flow good. Write this down, Matthew. <laughs> this is gonna flow good when it gets into the Bible. no th- th- these words are not haphazard. Our Father in heaven he's separating you right there just again. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed hallowed is your name, as as New King James Version. Hallowed is your name. And and he's stressing here that God's name is already hallowed. It's not hallowed because we said so. It's, It's our Father in heaven. Our Father who's sitting on high and look low, as we like to say. Our Father, who's all the way up there and we all the way down here, in heaven, I'm placing God again, something else I covered in my book and understanding with God, when God, when God says in the book of Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thought, my my ways are not your ways. He says, as far as the heavens is from the earth, he says, so are my thoughts are from you and God is, he's putting you in your place. So to speak, I'm letting you know who I am. And I'm letting you know who you are in the scheme of things. So Jesus is our father, uh, in heaven. Hallelujah. Be your name, your kingdom come. Watch this, your will be done. Again, y'all, we cannot gloss over these words. The kingdom is to come, right? He says, He says, the kingdom is coming. And then He says, Your will be done. If you take your time and look at this model prayer, you will understand what you're saying to God on a regular basis. How is it then that you can recite this prayer? Your will be done and then still get up and try to do it your way. Again, prayer is a position of submission. We submit to you, God. We bow in humble submission to you, God. Your will be done. One, one, one more thing. Let me, let, me, let me do this. I'm going to do this and uh, I'm going to do one more verse and then we'll, then we'll get out of here on today. Because that, forgive us our debtors. That, that's going to take next week. I, I want to make sure I give all of that next week. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want the same God down here that I got that's going on up there. Do it your way, God. Now, this is important, y'all. We say your will be done because one of the challenges of prayer is praying and asking God. And then God responds with a no. And we get an attitude after we just got done saying your will be done. No, no, no. Do whatever you want to do, God. That's really what you're saying. Do, do it your way, God. We'll adjust. That's what we're supposed to be saying to God. God, do it your way. We'll adjust. How many of us are really praying that prayer, though? How many of us are at the hospital? There's always a challenge here for the Christian with faith. How many of us are standing at the hospital? Saying, God, I want you to heal my family member. But whatever you say, God, that's what I'm going to live with. Because the fact of the matter is, that's what's going to happen anyway. Because whatever he said, you're going to have to live with it. You may as well get your mind right. How many of us are at the hospital saying, if it's your will, God, heal them. And by the way, when God takes people away, that is healing. That's the ultimate healing. There's no more suffering behind it. How many of us are really in a your will be done kind of situation with God? Every day, God, your will be done. Do it your way, God. I'll adjust. Even if I don't like it, God. Even if I don't like what you do on today, when I say your will be done. If I don't like what you did, God, I'm going to fall back to Romans 8 and 28. Which says all things work together for good to them that love God. And to them who are called according to his purpose, I'm gonna fall back on that because that's not about me getting a new car. That's not about me getting a new job per se. That's about even in the rough seasons, I know that it's all working together for my good as long as it's going according to your will, right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me do this last part and then we're out of here on today. Give us this day our daily bread. How many of us are in this place with God? where we're saying, I just need you to provide for me every day. So if I get up in the morning and I go to bed at night and you took care of me all day, praise God for that. I'm not worried about the next thing. I'm not worried about down the road. I'm not worried about this, that, and the third. I woke up this morning. You fed me. You fed me all day. I'm laying down at night. You're still feeding me. You're good, God. Give us this day our daily bread. I need you to take care of me day by day by day. Listen, it's human nature to think about down the road. It's human nature to think about the future and what you're going to do next week and so on and so forth. That's human nature. But spiritual nature ought to say, Lord, if you take care of me this day, you're still good, God. That's really what I ask you to do, right? If you took care of me, give us this day our daily bread. It is the devil. Again, as Matthew six later on tells us not to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got his own set of issues. Jesus says today, you need to be worried about today. Give us this day, our daily bread. Right? So I'm not going to go further than that today. I'm at 20 minutes. That's all the time we got today, but I'm going to pick it up on next week. As we talk about this forgiveness piece, because as I told you last week, Um, the my book, An Act of Grace, Forgiveness and Reconciliation, God's Way, was literally based on Matthew 6 14 and 15. How we got to forgive God's way, and we we spread it, we definitely covered more, more ground in the book. But forgiveness, God's way, not your way, not my way, forgiveness, God's way, right? So, again, so again. We're going to touch on that uh, on next week as we talk, as we go into forgiveness. But all of this stuff that's wrapped up in this model prayer, again, Jesus didn't just say it because it flowed good. He wasn't just throwing something together. He wasn't being creative like Reverend Jackson. Jesus said, everything you need is going to be in this prayer. If you don't know what else to say, crack your Bible. let 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 me make sure I state that, and then I'll give you our tag, and we'll get out of here on today. For people that say, I don't know what to say to God, you crack your Bible open and you go to Matthew six and you read that model prayer every single day. And you will see that everything that you need is covered in that prayer. But we'll talk more about that on next week. That's all the time that we got for Monday morning discipleship. I pray that you all receive that on today. Let me give you our tag, as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us on the ministry side, the best way to do that is to check us out at the ministries website. That website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. If you'd like to purchase any of our written works, the best way to do that is to check us out at the publishing website. That website, www com. One more time, that's www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, um, share it with your friends and family, give us your feedback. We will definitely, definitely appreciate that. That's all the time that we got for Monday morning discipleship. Again, by prayer and fasting, that's what we've been dealing with. That's what we're going to be dealing with on to the end of the year, and maybe even further, uh, whatever the Lord says. And so by prayer and fasting, so that's going to be our, uh, theme, if you will, that's going to be what we're going to be talking about, um, for the rest of the year. So we hope, uh, that you all receive what we had to share on today. We hope that you enjoyed it. God bless you and God keep you. It's my prayer. And We'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.